This podcast is brought to you by DiStefano Hair Restoration. For the month of February, Dr. Highness is rolling back prices to pre-COVID fees. Save $1,500 this month when you mention Howie. Go to hairman.com. That's hairman.com. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. So one day, a student named Harry, who wanted to be an auto mechanic, raised his hand. Dr. B, he said, the only thing I need to learn how to write is needs breaks. Ah. Come on, wake up. So he was joking, of course. Ah. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. I, I know uh, you just heard, did Jill already speak, my wife? Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does. So if phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from the same location as the condo before November uh, 1st of 2021, if phone records reflected that, yes, sir. They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. A bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's Howie Carr. 844 500 4242. 844 500 It's really uh, amazing that. Uh, that there, this she can't say what the context is of of the surge cut. Everybody's heard that surge cut. Somebody just told me Alex Jones is the only one playing it. Don't be, take off your tinfoil hat. Everybody's been playing that cut. Just uh, you know, we haven't played it for a while. Just like we haven't played prescription jugs for a while. We, but it, nothing, nothing has vanished. The internet is forever, and so is the uh, so so is our. Uh, Storage system at the Howie Car Radio Network. Okay, time now for the chump line. Nathan Wade's cell phone was pinged dozens of times at Fannie Willis' place before he was hired as a prosecutor. Boy, that AT&T thing just keeps on giving. <laughs> it's it's a racist frame. Let me be the first to say it, if they haven't already said it. By the way, the uh, the U.S. military is now tracking a uh, another balloon, high-altitude balloon, over the western states, Colorado to be exact. Guess uh, Hunter Biden is circling underneath, expecting his next payment with 10% for the big guy. And now, another excerpt from Paperboy, My Life in Media, as read by the author. As an up-and-coming writer with the Winston-Salem Journal, I had to go undercover. So to infiltrate the Black Panthers, I had to act like one of them. One of the first things I did was to accumulate six months' worth of cash in my trailer. It took me a while, but I eventually saved up the 20 bucks. Little did I know, the FBI was watching. <laughs> the only part of that is true that it would have taken me six months to save 20 bucks when I was working at the Winston-Salem Journal. Uh, other than that, it was a tissue of lies. I never went undercover with the Black Panthers for obvious reasons. 
Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets. It is incumbent upon you to be prepared. Get ready with ReadyWise. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code HOWIE20 to get 20% off your next purchase. Odds are Joe Biden doesn't remember the Alamo. (laughs) He doesn't even remember the movie. Frankie Avalon was great in that movie. I looked up Frankie Avalon the other day when uh, John Avalon, a CNN anchor, I'd never saw, I never saw on CNN, and now he's running for Congress in New York State. And I thought to myself, even though he's 83 years old now, I'd much prefer voting for Frankie Avalon than for John Avalon. For Fanny Willis, it was an affair to misremember. <laughs> oh, well put. Well put. Someday my children may ask me, what did you do in the military? I can tell them, I fought the Battle of Brockton High School. Well, at least I wasn't shoveling crap in Louisiana. But they're not going to send the uh, National Guard in, are they? I don't, I didn't, if they uh, if they are, I haven't heard it. The school committee wants the National Guard sent in. Apparently there, there have been reports that uh, not only is there fighting going on in the halls, but these students are copulating in the halls and in the classrooms because they can't be suspended anymore because of equity. Equity. The President of the United States needs 83-year-old Nancy Pelosi to hold his hand while he's walking. God help us. There's an old saying, God watches out for drunks in the United States of America. I, I don't know if that, that still applies, that old saying. Schumer wants to enrich Zelensky even more, yet won't spend a nickel securing our front door. He went to Ukraine to whine and complain, along with Danang Dick of stolen valor lore. <laughs> I always like a reference to Denang Dick Blumenthal. He spent the Vietnam War years at Yale University, and then he claimed he was a decorated Marine veteran of Nam. And he got away with it for 20, 25 years. You know it's got to be bad when you get, when you're a Democrat puke, a comrade, and you get busted by the New York Times. Nikki staggers into South Carolina tomorrow with her final two chances at securing the nod. Fat and zero. Zero is the odds-on favorite. How about Slim? Is Slim in the mix, too? Slim is uh, off the board in Vegas. Say it. Did you hear CBS News sees Catherine Herridge's source documents? You are correct, sir. In a related twist, MSNBC sees Mike Barnacle's sources. They use them to fill a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, some people have said CBS doesn't know what to do when they're dealing with a real reporter. I think that that could be the explanation. They don't have any real reporters. It was just Catherine Herridge, so they don't know how to... They don't know how to, to handle a, a firing. Although you would think that she would have been the absolute last person they ever would have fired. But oh, then she, but she went after Democrats sometimes. 
You know, the thing I admire most about Catherine Herridge, she went to Harvard, but she was somehow able to overcome her educational handicap to become a really good reporter. Privately funded spacecraft that landed on the moon was experiencing communication problems with its mission control. Thanks again, AT&T. <laughs> I heard the guy apologize that it wasn't a very good apology. It was kind of like the president of Transizer Bush apologizing for Dylan Mulvaney. They, then None of these people are very good at uh, saying they're sorry. Nikki Haley said, no matter what happens tomorrow, I am in it to win it. I mean, it's not my money. No. I, again, it would, it would be nice if you could monetize how much money she, she is down the road, you know, how many extra board directorships, how many plush speaking gigs she scored for staying in, you know, from New Hampshire to Nevada to South Carolina to Michigan and then to Super Tuesday. How much longer could she stay in after Super Tuesday? She, According to Trump campaign calculations, she'll be out at the latest or he'll have the he'll have the required number of delegates to win the nomination at the very latest by March 19th and probably by March 12th. That was your last chump line message. Thank you for calling Howie Carr, you chump. All right, that's it for the chump line today. The chump line is the recorded voicemail message service of the Howie Car Show. You can call and leave a message at any time between the hours of 1 and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And the number, if you'd like to call the chump line and leave such a message, 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. Press 2 for the chump line. Leave your message. We may or may not play it at this time each weekday. If you didn't hear your message or you just like to hear a second brand new chump line, you can always do so. Uh, we have a second chump line where we put the messages we didn't have time or room for. It's called Chop Chumps. Chop Chumps is posted every weeknight evening around 7 o'clock and you can get the second chump line of the day, Chop Chumps, wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcasts. Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets. It's incumbent upon you to be prepared. Yesterday was just a tiny taste of what can happen or could happen. Get ready with ReadyWise. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code Howie20 to get 20% off your next purchase. I'm Howie Carr. For Fanny Willis, it was an affair to misremember. Leave a message for the big guy. Call the chump line. 844-500-4242. Press 2 and leave your message. Then listen every weekday at 5 to catch the best messages of the day. One of them may be yours. The Howie Car Show is back. Turtle Boy, Aiden Kearney, the blogger who has been on the show a number of times. He's been in uh, the Norfolk County House of Correction in Dedham for the past couple of months. Kind of trumped up charges against him by uh, the district attorney, uh, Michael Pastagravy Morrissey, or Meatball Morrissey. Maybe Meatball's a better name, get in the alliteration. 
but he was released today uh, from from jail on personal recognizance, as as was expected, and he's been charged with a couple more new charges, again Trumpian type stuff. And uh, uh, Texter just said, "Are you going to have him on in the six o'clock hour?" He's got. He wants to. He has his own show on YouTube, and it's uh, Saturday night. And he's he he announced that tonight he wants to see his family and you know have some uh, home cooking and all that. And he's going to do his own show tomorrow night. And I think we'll probably try to get him on uh, early early next week. I sent him a story uh, last night about a a, a, a an incident that uh, might be somewhat uh, somewhat reminiscent of his own problems with a, a devious female claiming to be pregnant or allegedly claiming to be pregnant. And I said, uh, I'll, I'll be talking to you next week, Turtle Boy, to see if we can get you on the show. So we'll try to get him on early next week. But I know he wants to be on his own show first. 844-500-4242. Uh, Officer Mark says, does the latest spy balloon have free commander painted on it? <laughs> Where is commander? Commander is I don't. I don't think. I. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Truthfully, I don't think Commander is really at the farm. I don't think he was "quote unquote" adopted by another member of the uh, Brandon family. Boy, those are some pretty scary reports, though. You know, the one time he they, he he jumped one guy. He he ran at him. A German Shepherd running at a guy from like 20, 30 yards away. That's got to be pretty scary. Especially if you're not a Hamas terrorist, I love it when they I love it when they they have the uh, the IDF releases the films of the uh, the the uh, canines, the Israeli canines going after the, uh, the the Muslim Nazi savages that in the tunnels. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Today's poll question is brought to you by Bayer Auto Transport, nationwide auto shipping with a Seabrook, New Hampshire location. Don't trust your vehicle to a big impersonal online broker. Do what I do. Go to buyertransport.com. That's B-A-I-E-R, B-A-I-E-R, transport.com. Taylor, you're next uh, with Howie Carr. What is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is what happens next to Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade? They're thrown off the case. They're thrown off the case and indicted for perjury. Nothing. They're Democrats, or they'll get hired by Harvard as DEI uh, professors. Nothing. They're Democrats. 57% say nothing. They're Dems. 18% say they'll get hired by Harvard. 15% 15% say just thrown off the case. 10% say thrown off and indicted. Speaking of Harvard, uh, Christopher Rufo has tweeted out uh, about Harvard DEI administrator Shirley Green. I've obtained documents alleging that Shirley Green plagiarized more than 40 passages in her Ph.D. thesis, making her the third black woman to be accused of academic fraud in the last three months. Harvard's plagiarism crisis is spinning out of control. Green is a Title IX coordinator affiliated with the Office for Gender Equity. The Office of Gender for Gender Equity. She has worked to in, in advance diversity, inclusion, and belonging. So it sounds like she's not in the DEI department. She's in the DIB 
in the Dib Department, diversity, inclusion, <laughs> and belonging. They can't take away her jobs because that's her dibs. She has hosted a panel on the past, present, and future of Juneteenth. The question is, will she be employed at Harvard by Juneteenth? In the dissertation, according to Christopher Rufo, Green lifts multiple passages directly from Janelle Lee Wu's 2004 dissertation, Chinese American Female Identity. In one section, Green copied words, phrases, and nearly entire paragraphs verbatim without proper attribution or quotations. How about the acknowledgments? The, the president of Harvard University stole the, stole the acknowledgments from a, from a colleague in the political science department. Green lifted an entire table on racial ethnic identity development models without pro proper attribution to Wu. Now this is not this is she is not Green Shirley Green from the Office of Gender Equity is not to be confused with Harvard's chief diversity officer Sherry Ann Charleston who was accused of the exact same number of plagiarism incidents forty. 40. Used to be 40 pieces of silver. Now it's 40 incidents of plagiarism if you're in the DEI or the Dibs department at Harvard University. 844-500-4242. Kevin, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Kevin. Hello, Howie. Hi. Hello. Can Go ahead. Me? Yes. Um, one thing I've not heard mentioned on your show or any yes. other show, but yours is the only one I listen to, um, is this. Trying to teach my daughter a quick lesson, and she's very liberal, just for kicks, and I was talking about the immigrants coming in. I went and looked up online. I encourage your listeners to do also. Punch in a conservative number for illegal immigrants coming into this country, and then do a population estimate with these population calculators that are available online. Howie, it is frightening. I took a very low number, and I picked out what I thought was a conservative calculator, um, punched in the factors, and I, you'll laugh at this, I only picked 1.2 million illegals. So what's the point? What's the point, uh, Kevin? In, in 15 years, yeah. 5.8 million. I know. Yeah, when Ronald Reagan signed the uh, signed the amnesty legislation in 1986, they said that there's only three million, and and we'll close. The Democrats said we'll close the border after you legalize the three million. Now, how many million later? Fifty, maybe fifty million. Ninety percent of them on welfare of one form or another. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. It's the bottom of the third hour of the Friday show. And you know what that means. 
It's time. Why do you still read the newspaper? I like to keep up on local news, like the police blotter. Whenever the laws of any state are broken, the duly authorized organization swings into action. A fax! A fax is coming through! Oh, yeah, a fax! Here's the kind of adventure you've been waiting to hear. Hard-boiled action and mystery. So stand by for trouble and suspense. Stand by for adventure. All week long, we ask you to send in any funny stories you come across uh, on the Internet or if you still read a uh, Dead Tree edition of your local weekly or daily newspaper involving the local constabulary. All it has to be is amusing or, or at least weird. I, I actually found a couple of weird stories today. I'll be interested to see if Taylor uses them or not. But uh, as long as they're funny or, or amusing and they catch your attention and they involve the cops, send them in to the Howie Car Show. The address is policeblotter at howiecarshow.com, policeblotter at howiecarshow.com. And at this time, every Friday evening, we read the best entries of the week and the two best entries, the winning entries, in our opinion, of this week's edition of Police Blotter Facts Friday get a nice gift. What do they get this week, Taylor? They will get a Go Woke, Go Broke t-shirt. All right, and you can still order uh, many t- the different. Our new T-shirt uh, is uh, is cheaper to deport than support! Exclamation point. That's a great T-shirt. It's gray with black lettering. You can order my book, uh, Paperboy, and there are many other great uh, products. You can order at HowieCarshow.com. Click on store. All right, let's get underway here with our first story. On-duty cop arrested for shoplifting $140 shoes while in uniform. A Mississippi cop was arrested by her colleagues for allegedly shoplifting sneakers while on duty and in uniform, getting taken into custody in her own squad car. wonder if they used her own handcuffs, too. <laughs> Now-fired Columbus officer Robin Connor, 33, was busted Wednesday at a Dick's Sporting Goods when an employee stopped her walking out in a $140 pair of tennis shoes. Her police... Oh, so she put the shoes on. Right. And she I mean, left the old shoes behind? I guess so, but good on the employee for like for having the courage to stop a police right. officer. I, mean, that's I, I tell you, that would never make. happen in Chicago or L.A. or probably even Boston, would it? I don't think so. I don't think so. We're putting her in jail, said the chief, who was among those who responded to arrest his own uniform-clad officer. It's embarrassing for the department, but we're going to treat her like we would anybody else, which means she'll be out with no bond very shortly. <laughs> I remember when I was a young reporter at the Boston Herald, uh, one Saturday afternoon I rolled in and the city city room was in turmoil because a, a female justice on the SJC had just been arrested down at Filene's basement for shoplifting in downtown Crossing, and they were wondering how to play it. And you could imagine the decision that was made, Taylor. Which was? Spike. It was spiked. Uh-huh. It, it ran a couple of days later when the charges were somehow broomed in BMC, Boston Municipal Court. In the halls of justice, the only justice is in the halls. So Then the, is now. The chief in this case said a store employee caught Connor trying to steal the shoes and detained her before calling 911 told the officer was in uniform. Dispatchers called a supervisor at Connor's own precinct with Chief Daughtry and his assistant chief responding along with the officer's captain. Boy, they brought everybody down there. 
They had the same problem the city desk did at the, at the Boston, the old Boston Herald American. You don't know what to do in these kinds of situations. Well, it's good to see that journalists have evolved a little bit. They they printed this story. They they ran with it. <laughs> All right. Teen who poured milk over boat passengers from a bridge finally gets taste of karma. Oh, this is a, from elite. This school. is a great story. This is uh, that's a typical Daily Mail headline. Long, Crikey, it's from Australia, mates. Yep. I hope I hope Taylor's going to use an Australian accent when he reads the uh, the teens' tortured, tragic response. I'll see what I can do. Uh, the teenager, a 16-year-old boy, was suspended from the elite Melbourne Grammar School after video of the prank began circulating on social media last month. A group of women had their day ruined after they were covered in milk while on a go boat on the Yarra River on January 27th. One of the passengers, Veronica Burgess, said the boat had been booked for a friend's birthday in a TikTok video posted on January 27th. Imagine if someone on the boat was allergic to... I can't do it, Austria. I've lost my chops. If someone was allergic to milk... Just throw in crikey, mate, and, you know, throw in a few references to shrimps on the Barbie and a foster or two. Imagine if someone on the boat was allergic to milk. This is beyond dangerous, mate. Would love to find the kid that ruined our day. The teen responsible was handed a combination of suspension and other punitive action, reparation apologies, and counseling, the Herald Sun reports. Also issued a caution for unlawful assault following an investigation by Victoria police who said the, quote, matter was now complete. That was more cognate. Taylor, you got to read the the guy's, the kid's response. All right. His, uh, oh, yes. (laughs) And make it whiny. Make it Charlie Baker style in an Australian accent. Oh, great. We're ratcheting up the pressure here. (laughs) Before his suspension, the teenager took to social media to lash critics who had gone too far and that he was now facing expulsion. Please stop contacting my school. My school has caught me and I'm facing expulsion. Can't believe you would do this to a minor, he wrote. Why'd you do this to me? You ruined my life over a ruined day. You upped the ante. I'm just a kid, and you ruined my life too far. <laughs> I would the only that's that's not bad, Taylor. I would just say I, you ruined me life. I don't know if they say that in Australia, but it seems appropriate for the for the moment. The video has now been viewed over thirty million times. <laughs> the teen is heard asking the women on the boat if they want some milk. Despite one of them yelling, don't, the boy pours milk over the group. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, let's get a local story in here. Not in my hometown. Fall River Popeye's employee arrested for allegedly attacking customer. A Fall River Popeye's employee has been arrested for allegedly throwing a metal tray at a customer's face on Monday, February 19th. A metal tray? A metal tray. They have metal trays? What what happened to plastic trays? I haven't seen a metal tray for a long time. Maybe metal is more sustainable. I've never been to a Popeye's. Colby McCarthy, 19, was Well, you have to go... I mean, now that they're closing down the KFCs, at least in Chicago, you're you're probably more likely to go to one. Mm, Chick-fil-A is still my choice. Haven't been to KFC in a very, very long time. Colby McCarthy, 19, was arrested and is facing assault and battery charges with a dangerous weapon... According to officials, the incident happened around 6.40 p.m. at the Popeyes located on Pleasant Street in Fall River. It wasn't too pleasant on Pleasant Street that night, was it? certainly was not. 
after McCarthy argued with a customer over the length of time it took to receive the food. Police say that during the argument, McCarthy allegedly threw a metal tray at the customer, striking them above the left eye. The customer was transferred to the hospital for medical attention. Could, uh, could, could Mr. McCarthy's uh, mother be reached for comment? He's a good boy, a very good boy. And Officer Mark wants to know if the young Australian youths, the 16-year-old whose life was ruined, might. Could she be reached for comment? He's a good boy, a very good boy. 508 is Taylor channeling Oliver, Oliver Twist. Yeah, that was like Cockney pretending to be Australian. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a while since I've performed for the public. Amazon driver charged after fending off drunk, lewd migrants' alleged attack. <laughs> a New York City Amazon driver was charged uh, by police after he tried to fight back after an allegedly drunk, illegal immigrant exposed himself <laughs> and then tried to steal packages from the worker's van, according to police and the New York Post. Be well, be well. The New York Post is doing a great job on covering this invasion, but I have one complaint. They called him a migrant in the headlines? Yes. That yeah. is, they do that over and over again, and sometimes I'm reading these stories on the air, and I say migrant, and people text me in and say, when did you go PC? It's just I got careless, that's Lude all. Lewd invaders alleged attack. I like that better. The worker who identified himself as Abu to the Post said he was making a delivery in Clinton Hill in Brooklyn, on Sunday when he noticed the migrant clutching a beer bottle and masturbating on the street. The incident took place near Hall Street, a shelter where the 26-year-old migrant identified as Yezon Sanchez lives. And they, they, why do they call it a shelter? They, You know, well, let's call a spade a spade. It's a flop house, okay? A flop house is a, is a word that kind of fell out of favor, but it... it deserves to be brought back into the national lexicon or idiom, whatever you call it. Abu said he told Sanchez to stop what he was doing, and that was when the situation started to escalate, resulting in the Amazon worker hitting the migrant in the head with an icy snowball. (laughs) I was unloading my stuff, and a guy, he was like a pervert, he had his penis out, Abu told the New York Post on Monday. He's on the, how dare you? How you know? How dare you judge him with your white Eurocentric values? You think Abu is white Eurocentric? No, I, I know he isn't. I, I read the whole story. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying that. Quote, That's what you say in these situations. Quote Taylor, he's, don't he's, you? he's in this case. The fact that he has objected to this this man this man is just do, acting the way he would in his native culture, getting drunk, exposing himself. And committing a lewd act in public. That's that's the third world. Every right? day is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> Quote, he's in the corner of the street bleeping off. And I told him, hey, what are you doing? And he went into my van where all my mail and everything was at. And I pushed him away. And he ran towards me like he was going to aggressively hit me. Abu said he then picked up a piece of ice from the ground and used it to hit the flashing illegal migrant in order to protect himself. But now he's facing charges because he threw the snowball. And Sanchez was telling the police in Spanish that I punched him in the face, Abu told the Post. I told them there's cameras around. You can probably find something. They said there were no cameras. After a while, it turned into a he said, she said thing. 
and that's how it went. You know, when something like that happens, I'm more apt to believe the uh, legal citizen than the right. illegal, you know? Doesn't, I, I'm more apt that, to believe the person... some weight? I'm, I'm more apt to believe the person who's working for a living, you know, than the person who is living on uh, illegally in the country on welfare, drunk and naked. Right, exactly. All right, we will uh, get to our maybe a couple of more runners-up and then our winners after the break, Howie. All right, 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show returns after this. Check out the newest addition to our podcast lineup, Meet the Experts. This week, I sit down with Bill Broussard of JB Auto Care to discuss the folly of electric vehicles and more. Available wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcasts and at HowieCarshow.com. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. Before we go back to Police Blotter Facts Friday, I have an important announcement to make. Taylor, I just got a text message. Yes? Howard. That's They know me well, obviously. <laughs> okay. It's Nikki Haley. I have an important message I need to share with you before you vote on March 5th, meaning Super Tuesday. I'm registered in Florida now. Our primary is March 19th, but be that as it may, Nikki. I'm, she says, I'm running for president because we have a country to save. That's why I refuse to quit. Wait a second. You have any, the, the polls haven't even opened in, in South Carolina. That's why after Saturday's primary in South Carolina, I'll still be running for president. I ask that you stand with me. I ask you to see America, the America I see, and remember, we can still unite and move forward together, not with anger, not with fear, but with Faith and hope like we've done before. But I need I'm you to not get done yet. But I need you to get out and vote on or before March fifth. I'm asking for you to vote for me on or before Tuesday, March fifth. Do you have a South Carolina number? <laughs> no, I, I'm still I, well, I guess I'm still thinking, on the rolls I'm, I'm in Wellesley. Super Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, no, there is but I, I, I like the fact she hasn't even lost yet in South Carolina, and she's always say, saying, I, that's why I refuse to quit. After South Carolina's, after Saturday's primary in South Carolina, I'll still be running for president. I guess we kind of knew it, but it's kind of weird that she would announce the day before the election, the primary she's going to stay in the race after she gets crushed in her home state. Anyway, go ahead, Taylor. All right, we've got, uh, I'll do one runner-up here because uh, I'll let you figure out where it's going. Stolen Florida therapy horse found slaughtered for its meat. Uh, police said the thieves took the horses late Thursday or early Friday. They likely slaughtered them for their meat. Police believe the thieves took the horses from their stable to the adjacent property where they cut a hole in the fence, took the horses into the field, and then killed them. David Yepes, caretaker of the therapy animal, Paloma, said the loss impacted many people, expressed concern for the therapy recipients, including children Paloma won't be down for his oats for breakfast. No, 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 he won't. But they did, there was an, a similar incident uh, about a month ago. Um, those animals were also found slaughtered and dismembered with their body parts strewn around the immediate area. My apologies to those eating dinner right now. But police did make an arrest of one suspect in December taking Hialeah resident Alain Arancibia Diaz. You said Hialeah, I knew. Yeah. 
like Coral Gables. After he allegedly attempted to sell 40 pounds of horse meat during a sting operation, um, one of the officers emphasized that nobody should consume any meat that may have come from these horses as they receive medications that render the meat dangerous to humans. When I was a kid, every time my father didn't want to go to a restaurant he didn't like, he would say, Howard, why do you, he would say, Howard, why do you want to go there? And I said, what do you mean? He'd say, they serve horse meat at that restaurant. <laughs> That's, is that like when they, you were driving past? Was it you that when they were driving past a restaurant and uh, you wanted to go in, your father said, they're closed, and you looked inside, and you said, there's people in there. And he said, eh, they're cleaning. <laughs> No, I, that's not me. All right, somebody but he, just, that's just because he didn't think of that. I'm, yeah, he, he would have used that if he'd have thought of it. All right, our winners: rookie cop texted wife about first arrest before plunging squad car into river with suspect in back. The Tennessee deputy and father of five. Uh, sorry, that's not related to this. Robert John R. J. Leonard, Jr., thirty-five, a rookie with the Meigs County Sheriff's Office, sent his wife a text that said, "Arrest Wednesday after nabbing his first suspect since joining the force in December." Leonard's wife sent a response, but the deputy's phone did not appear to receive the message. A search was launched that night after further attempts to contact Leonard also failed, and Cruz found the deputy's car upside down in the Tennessee River on Thursday. Authorities found Leonard's remains as well as, the, as, well as those of Tabitha Smith, whom he said he, was, he had arrested before the car plunged into the river. Don't text and drive. Oof. That's a tough one. It is. And cleaner fired for eating a $1.90 tuna sandwich left behind after a meeting files lawsuit. A cleaner at top at a top London law firm is suing after she was axed for eating a tuna sandwich she found left behind in a meeting room. Um, I did send this one in, Taylor, because yeah. I, I thought to myself, if, if, if this had been a firing offense when I started working, I would have been fired yeah. on my first day. And you, you've committed... Similar offenses in recent history, too. I'm a recidivist. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we will have Dr. Matt, the vet. If you want to get on board, if you have a question about your pet, get on board now, 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. <laughs> 